Welcome to Tales from the Mooseverse. We're glad to have you here. My name is Ian. Last time, Walter, Wheezy, Phoebe, and Tamar hitched a ride with the orange dragon, Trevor, into the subatomic world, where they learned about quantum physics and squarks. Trevor went there to bring back the final missing dragon, Shalar, who'd been fighting particle-eating creatures for the last 70 years. Walter, Wheezy, Phoebe, and Tamar went to rescue the sentient spaceship known as Spaceship, who had accidentally shrunk down while hoping to save her pilot, Bobby. Meanwhile, Montgomery the Moose is buried under rubble in another, another realm after freeing the great Gonzalo, an enormous magical blue dragon who had been imprisoned for more than 200 years. Montgomery the Mouse watched in shock as the great Gonzalo left them stranded there, not even stopping to help his rescuers. So now, let's see what happened next. As always, stay tuned after the story for a way you can join in. Come on, come on! Montgomery the Mouse scrambled through small gaps in the stone that had fallen everywhere. He tried to assess the situation as quickly as he could, but it was hard to get much of a view. Between the rocks, the metal bars of the cell, and the dust that filled the air, it was hard to even breathe, let alone see much of anything. Come on, come on! He jumped from one rock to another, as far away as he could get from the rock collapse. He knew he had been lucky, or perhaps it was just a benefit of being so small. The stone and bars that had collapsed had fallen into heaps with lots of holes, so nothing hit him directly at all. But he knew his friend Montgomery the Moose had not been so lucky. After all, Montgomery the Moose wasn't as small as he was. He turned to see if he could get a better view. He certainly could see more, but he would not call what he saw a better view by any means. Montgomery the Moose was buried under a pile of stone and metal. Montgomery, the mouse shouted instinctively, but no reply. Montgomery the mouse could barely even see him under there, and the fact that Montgomery the moose's antlers had broken off when he was helping that dragon just made it look all the more worse. That dragon, thought Montgomery the mouse, that evil dragon. He ran over the rubble and jumped across, on top of Montgomery the moose's head, close to his left eye, which was closed. For a moment, he worried about his extra weight hurting his friend before remembering that he was only a mouse and certainly less heavy than these boulders. He scuttled underneath and was relieved to feel Montgomery the Moose breathing. He's alive! But how is Montgomery the Mouse, a mouse, going to move any of this stone or metal to free his giant friend? Montgomery the Mouse whispered to his large friend, Don't worry, you're going to be okay. Somehow I'm going to get you out of here. Hi! came a voice from somewhere close by. Montgomery the Mouse couldn't see where it was coming from, but maybe whoever this was could help. Unless it was another dragon. Hello, the voice said, as Montgomery the Mouse scrambled to see who was speaking from the safety of a hiding place in the rubble. Peeking through, he saw the creature who spoke. The last creature he had expected to see here. Unpredictable horse? Ringo, the unpredictable horse, looked back at Montgomery the Mouse, who had given up his hiding place more out of surprise than anything else. It's nice to see you, Montgomery, unpredictable horse said gently. Montgomery the mouse wasn't sure whether to be happy or angry. This horse had never done anything to either him or Montgomery the moose directly, but it seemed like this whole mess was caused by the horse after all. 
But then the great Gonzalo had left and knocked down everything here without any regard for either of the Montgomerys. I know you're confused, Unpredictable Horse continued. Don't worry, it will all make sense eventually. It's like a pizza. You only see some of the pieces right now. A pizza? Don't you mean a puzzle? A puzzle? No, I mean a pizza. Why would I mean a puzzle? Right now you only see the cheese or the tomato sauce, but it hasn't been baked yet, and wait, who's the dough in this scenario? Is that pepperoni? Because that's my favorite, but definitely not ham and pineapple. I mean, who would want fruit on a pizza? Unpredictable horse went on for a while talking about pizza ingredients and didn't seem to be talking to Montgomery anymore. Montgomery looked again at Montgomery the moose and realized he was going to need the horse's help to get him out. Montgomery the mouse tried to push some rubble off his moose friend, but with no success. Unpredictable horse was busy musing to himself about pineapples. They're not from pine trees, and they're not apples. So why are they called pineapples? He wondered aloud. So Montgomery made sure to grunt loudly as he pushed to show how much he was straining. Oh, Unpredictable Horse responded. Yes, you probably want to get Montgomery out of there, right? Yes. Can you help? Of course I can help, Unpredictable Horse said. Montgomery the mouse was still pushing, but the rubble was not moving. He turned and saw that Unpredictable Horse hadn't come any closer. He was standing in the same place, but now he had his eyes closed. What are you doing? Montgomery the mouse asked. We need to get him out of here. Unpredictable Horse opened his eyes with a start. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. Magic makes me very sleepy. I just had a lovely dream about being back in the Red Rocks of Colorado. What are you talking about? Look, we need to get Montgomery out. He can't even move right now. Unpredictable Horse nodded. And out of nowhere, a foot-long stick appeared in his mouth, where he held it like a wand. Wingarden Elephar, the horse said, waving the wand as much as he could. Montgomery the mouse watched intently, expecting something incredible. Nothing happened. Hmm, unpredictable horse said. Maybe, maybe you said it wrong, Montgomery the mouse ventured. Maybe, unpredictable horse replied before using his tongue to pull the stick into his mouth where he started chewing it, before he spat it out with a yuck. What are you doing? Don't you need that? Montgomery asked. That stick? No. Why would I need that? Wasn't that your wand? No. Magic doesn't work like that with wands and words. Why would it respond to a stick and a sound? Then why did you do that? Montgomery the mouse asked, exasperated. Because that would be so much fun, wouldn't it? Everything should be fun. Montgomery the mouse was becoming more desperate to save his friend and decided he needed a new tactic while asking for help. Look, please, he took a deep breath. What's your name? My name? Unpredictable horse replied, taken aback. Yes, I mean, I know everyone calls you Unpredictable Horse, but that's not your real name, right? Unpredictable horse took a sharp breath in and held it for a moment while staring at the small mouse creature in front of him. Ringo, he said simply. Ringo? Montgomery the mouse repeated. Ringo. My name is Ringo, Unpredictable Horse confirmed. Okay, Ringo, Montgomery the mouse said, feeling that he was finally getting somewhere. You seem to know my name and Montgomery the moose's name. He's trapped here because he was trying to save our world from being turned into chocolate. He's trapped because he's kind and gentle and clumsy and the best friend anyone could ask for. Will you please help me move some rocks off him so we can see how hurt he is? 
Oh, we don't need to do that, Ringo the Unpredictable Horse replied. What? Why, please, Ringo, I'm begging you. Can you please just come and push some of these rocks off Montgomery? No, look, Ringo said, before adding quietly. You talk too much, you know. Didn't I already say magic doesn't respond to sound? With a multicolored glow, the rubble around Montgomery the Moose shrunk to grains of sand and flowed off Montgomery the Moose's body. The only one that didn't shrink is the one Montgomery the Mouse stood on which just floated in the air until it slowly and gently lowered to the ground. For a brief moment, Montgomery the Mouse worried about Montgomery the Moose's appearance. Even without the rubble, he seemed injured and still. But then, another multicolored glow surrounded him, and when it cleared, the Moose, still lying in the same position, yawned and stretched his body as if waking from a nap. Montgomery! Montgomery the mouse shouted with joy and sprinted across to climb on him and run all over, making his way to the moose's snout and nose. Hey, that tickles, Montgomery the moose said with a laugh. Montgomery the mouse joined in laughing until eventually Montgomery the moose stood up and Montgomery the mouse fell off in the process. Oh, hi, Montgomery the moose said when he saw the horse standing close by. You're that unpredictable horse, right? Ringo, Montgomery the mouse said eager to use the creature's real name, while the horse flinched. He saved you. The horse added, You two can call me Ringo, but everyone else, unpredictable horse. I have a repetition, you know. A reputation, you mean? Montgomery the Moose asked. Oh, well, yeah, that too. I have a reputation too, Montgomery the Moose said. But now I'm confused. We did what the prophecy said, right? Did we save magic? Well, not exactly, Ringo said. You did what the dragons think the prophecy said, but it's not done yet. Here, let me show you. In another multicolored glow, the three creatures were gone, and the rubble, the cell, and in fact the entirety of the another, another realm they had been trapped inside ceased to exist. When the glow cleared, Montgomery and Montgomery were surprised to find themselves back in Maine by the entrance to the realm of dragons. But just as they had left it before, everything was still chocolate. Close by, Montgomery the Mouse spotted a chocolate garter snake. I... I don't understand, Montgomery the Moose said as he took it all in. I thought by rescuing that dragon we were fixing magic, and everything would go back to how it was. No, you see that's just one piece of the pizza, Ringo replied. It'll be fixed soon, but there are some things I need to show you first. And we'll need Slither here, he said, picking up the garter snake gently with his teeth and throwing it onto Montgomery the Moose's back. Ah! Montgomery the Mouse panicked. Please don't throw snakes at me! It's okay, Ringo said. First of all, it's too small to eat you anyway. Well, it wouldn't be if it ate me. And second of all, it's still made out of chocolate. Slither will help us to know when everything is fixed. When Slither turns back into a living garter snake, we'll know everything is back to normal. So, in other words, when it tries to eat me? Montgomery the Mouse asked. Ringo paused. Yeah, he said finally. Montgomery the Moose looked around, feeling like he'd failed. His home, everything he knew and loved about where they lived, was still chocolate. In his sadness, he lowered his head, and after picking up the scent all around him, he took a large bite out of a nearby tree trunk. Mmm, he said, as the flavor filled his mouth. Failure is delicious.
We haven't failed, Montgomery the Mouse said. He said that it's all just pieces of the puzzle. Pizza, Ringo corrected. Um, sure, pizza, Montgomery the Mouse reluctantly agreed. But how far is this spread? Montgomery the Moose asked. Is it as far as the office building where the window smashed that time? You mean the one you smashed? Montgomery the Mouse added with a slight giggle before sensing the sadness on his friend's face and saying, Sorry, that was mean. Think about that place and I'll take us there, Ringo replied. Montgomery remembered the building. He remembered crouching behind the sign as workmen used a machine to install a new corner window. And suddenly, they were there. The same machine and people were there. But now, they were chocolate. It looked like they had been in the middle of replacing another window in the same corner of the building when everything had turned to chocolate. Now they were frozen in time, with the new window hanging just a few inches away from the space for which it was intended. So, they didn't see it coming? Montgomery the Mouse asked. No, Ringo replied. They weren't aware of it at all. And if we fix it right, when it wears off, they won't remember anything about it either. He looked at Montgomery the Moose, who was in mid-bite, eating a chunk out of the machine's chocolate cherry picker arm. Yeah, you probably shouldn't do that, Ringo said. Do what? Montgomery replied as he chewed the chocolate in his mouth. His bite wasn't enough to break the cherry picker arm, but it did make the whole thing wobble, and the large pane of chocolate window hanging from a chain at the top swung back and forth, before it came falling through the air and crashing to the ground, breaking into thousands of shards of chocolate glass. Oh, not again, Montgomery the Moose said sheepishly through his mouthful of chocolate. Can you do something about that? Montgomery the Mouse asked Ringo. Yeah, I probably could, but you know, when we fix magic, they'll just think they dropped it. I mean, no big deal. Well, Montgomery the Moose disagreed. I mean, this is the second time I've broken their window. Don't be so hard on yourself, Ringo replied encouragingly. Try to use more positive language. This is the second time you've broken their window so far. Wait, what? Never mind that, Montgomery the Mouse added, deciding to move on. What about everyone else who hasn't been turned to chocolate yet, in the places it hasn't reached? The people outside? Ringo asked. Oh, magic has weird ways of handling that stuff. Maybe they don't want to come into the chocolate area, or maybe they do, and then they just get turned into chocolate itself. But it'll spread everywhere if we don't fix it. But how far has it spread? As far as the indoor mountain? Montgomery the Moose asked. Let's see. Ringo replied. They teleported again to the outside of the giant outdoor goods store where Montgomery and Montgomery had met Phoebe, Tamar, and Roger the raccoon. Again, the whole place was chocolate, including the field of metal boxes on wheels, now chocolate boxes on wheels, although far fewer than last time. A huge chocolate sign hanging in front of the entrance said, Closed for Repairs. Oh, hey, while we're here, Ringo said, remember this place? and he teleported them again to the entrance of the chocolate shop just a few miles away, where they had first met Ringo weeks earlier. At this point, they weren't surprised to see that the whole place was made of chocolate. Ha-ha, Ringo said. A chocolate shop. Get it? Montgomery and Montgomery didn't feel ready to laugh yet. So, what did you do when you came here before? Ringo asked. Huh? Montgomery the moose asked with confusion. Did you go inside? Did you see the chocolate moose? Oh, uh, yeah, Montgomery the Moose said, still feeling a bit shell-shocked by everything he was seeing. He turned his head, and everything he saw 
was chocolate. The boxes on wheels in the parking lot and on the road, the trash container next to the store, the woods to the side and behind the store. There were chocolate mice, too, Montgomery the mouse added, feeling a little left out. Yeah, that chocolate mousse is cool, Ringo said, ignoring Montgomery the mouse. So how far? Montgomery the moose asked. Hmm, let's go further, Ringo responded. After another glow, they were in a place Montgomery and Montgomery had never seen before. A huge park of some kind. They stood on a boat launching platform next to a large lake. Around the outside of the park were enormous buildings, the likes of which Montgomery and Montgomery had never seen. Here, nothing was chocolate. Well, almost nothing. Ooh, chocolate, Ringo said excitedly, bending down to pick up a broken chocolate bar from the ground. Hey, it's that horse, a voice shouted from behind them. The one that broke the boat. And the voice stopped as if it couldn't believe what it was seeing. Uh, A moose? And a mouse, Montgomery the mouse muttered, feeling left out once more. A group of people came running towards them. We gotta get him back in Central Park Zoo, someone shouted. One of the other men who worked there said calmly, You're going to try and catch a moose and a horse? I mean, listen, I hang out with the frogs here all the time. I know how to talk to them and get them to do stuff, but a moose and a horse? Forget about it. Just leave them be. I mean, case of big deer. They'll leave soon enough. Montgomery and Montgomery couldn't help smiling. Ringo, is this where Walter and Wheezy came from? Montgomery the mouse asked. Yeah, how did you know that? Oh, just a hunch. No big deer. Montgomery the moose laughed at his small friend's joke, but then his eyes opened wide with horror as he saw a change in the buildings on the edge of Central Park, a change which crept across the trees and the lake and even the people around them, including the man who taught Walter the Frog Spanish. That change, of course, was that everything turned to chocolate. And that's our cue, Ringo said, as a multicolored glow surrounded them all. Let's go back to the Realm of Dragons and finally get this done. Let's fix magic. To be continued. So, the chocolate invasion is still spreading. But what do you think Ringo, the unpredictable horse, has been up to since we last saw him? We'd love to read your stories about him, other Mooseverse characters, or even your own characters, whether they're in the Mooseverse or not. You can read a story yourself on audio or video, or write it, or even send in pictures. We'll include some on our website, mooseverse.com, and we may even include a snippet on future episodes of the podcast. Mooseverse.com is also where you can find information about StoryLab, our online writing and story-growing workshops, as well as downloadable coloring pages, Tales from the Mooseverse merchandise, and information about how to join our Patreon team to support the podcast. We're looking forward to reading your stories. After all, the stories we tell and the stories you tell are all part of the Mooseverse. Thanks for listening. See you next time.